If you will turn with me to 1 Corinthians 1, and I'm going to ask all that are listening, because they listen from all over the world, whether you're Catholic, Methodist, Baptist, Church of Christ, Lutheran, Presbyterian, uh, Pentecostal, uh, Assembly of God, whether you're any denomination whatsoever, you have one thing in common, and that is the Word of God, that is the Bible. And we are going to put our religion aside. And we are only going to look at the Word of God. And I'm going to show you something today that I was taught by this man years ago. And it blessed me greatly now, more than it did then. If you will turn with me to 1 Corinthians 1, again, verse 17. It says, For Christ sent me not to baptize. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. But to preach the gospel. He was sent to preach the gospel. What was the gospel? We have said it before in 1 Corinthians 15. The gospel is that Jesus died for our sins according to the scriptures. That he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That is the bona fide definition of the, the gospel. But let's read on. It says, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. You see here, lest the cross of Christ... And preach the gospel are the same thing. They're the same thing. So when it says, when Jesus says, pick up your cross daily and follow me, he's telling you to walk in the gospel. Because the cross and the gospel are the same thing. Now, verse 18. For the preaching of the cross, the death, burial, and resurrection that I've been preaching for several years now. That death of Jesus, that burial of Jesus, that resurrection of Jesus. It says, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. Foolishness. It's ridiculous that a man that would die and be buried and raised again has anything to do with us today. You call that foolishness. Well, that means you're perishing. But let's go on. For the preaching of the gospel is to them that are perished foolishness. But, but unto us which are saved, and that word in the NIV and the Young's, Young's Literal and the, um, uh, the Revised Standard and 40 other, 40 other uh, trans, um, thank you, Jesus, you don't like this. I know you don't, devil, and I'm going to speak it anyway. I see that religion right now angry at me. Oh, I love it. These, uh, these, burnt, these, I bind you, devil. Oh, these translations. Thank you, Jesus. Forty other translations. What's it say here? It says, for the preaching of the God, God cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are being saved. Amen. Being saved. Do you see that? Do you see that religion? It says being saved. Forty-three other translations of the Bible. Say being saved. Do you know that you are being saved? Do you know that it's being born again is not just a one-time deal and nothing else happens? You are being saved through the gospel. Being saved. What do you mean by that? Turn with me to 1 Thessalonians 5. When Doyle first started teaching this, I didn't understand what he was saying. Took me years. All right, 1 Thessalonians and chapter 5, verse 23, and the very God of peace sanctify you holy, holy, holy. And it says, and I pray, God, your whole spirit, your whole spirit and soul and body 
be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see what you got to get saved here? You got to get your spirit saved. You got to get your soul saved. And you got to get your body saved. That's what we're after. That's being saved. Being born again, being saved is just the beginning. It's just the beginning. Those verses said being saved. Did you know you are being saved when you walk in the gospel? Do you know that you must? We have a goal. Did you know that we have a goal? Turn with me to 2 Corinthians 3. We have a goal in this. It's not just being born again and then, uh, then, then nothing else happens. That is not the gospel. That is not the gospel. The gospel is changing you completely. A total change. Let's take a look at it right here. It says, uh, 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18, last verse. It says, but we all, we all, all, not just the guy in the front row of the church, we all, we all, with open face, beholding as in the glass the glory of the Lord, the glory of the Lord, Jesus. We're looking at the glory of Jesus in this glass. It says, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are changed, are changed into the same image. The same image. Did you know your goal is to change into the same image that Jesus is? Did you know that? Did you know that's what the gospel can do? It can totally change you. I love this word changed. This changed word in Greek is metamorpho. Metamorpho. I remember when Dole taught this. Metamorpho, same as when we use metamorphosis. I was a school teacher, third grade for six years. There were several years that we brought in, uh, uh, what do we call them, uh, worms. We brought in worms. We brought in worms that were going to change into moths. And we put them in a terrarium. And oh, the kids love this. And these worms, we'd stick them in the terrarium, about a dozen. And we'd put leaves in there. And they would eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. Fat worms, fat, slimy, ugly little worms. Oh, we teacher just loved them. And we made sure they weren't going to get out either. And we were in there, and they began to make a chrysalis. Do you know what a chrysalis is? A cocoon. Those worms made a cocoon out of all the food they ate. And they were in those cocoons, and you could see them struggling in those cocoons. Those cocoons would shake. With the worm in them struggling, what were they doing? They were being changed. They were being changed. Those worms were being changed. They were struggling in those cocoons. I remember we would watch them, and we'd watch the cocoon shake, struggling, struggling. And then one day, one day, that chrysalis would split open, and that what used to be a worm, which now a beautiful moth, would crawl out, and it would sit on top of the chrysalis. And it would dry out its wings, and its wings would spread out. Oh, you know what? You can't teach math when you got, when you got moths coming out of their cocoons. We had to stop everything and go over and watch those moths come out. You know what? They'd sit on top of those cocoons, and then they'd spread out their wings, and they'd dry. And you know what they did next? They flew. Those ugly, slimy worms turned into a moth with wings and flew. Flew. 
That's what happens with the gospel. That's what happens when you stay with it. Jesus said, if you keep my words, if you stay with my words, then, then you'll be set free. Then you'll be changed. You'll be changed. It says, but we all with open face beholding us in the glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord being changed. How can you do that? Go with me to Hebrews 12, verse verse 2. How do we do that? Chapter 12, verse 2 of Hebrews, looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. That image we're going to change into. That image we are going to change into how? Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. The author and the finisher of our faith. The author. The one that got you started. How did he get you started? He got you born again. The author and the finisher of our faith. He's going to finish what he started if you'll stay with him. He will finish what he started if you will stay with him. If you will continue in that gospel. If you will continue walking in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. He will, if you will stay with him, he will change you. Just like that ugly worm into the beautiful moth, he will change you completely. Do you know the sanctification of God even changes your personality? Oh, when you don't like yourself, you stay with the gospel and he will change even your personality. Why? You're going to be changed into the image of Jesus. Changed into the image of Jesus. But you got to start. And how do you start? You've got to be born again. You've got to get the spirit of Jesus in you. So he has something to work with. And you know what the wonderful thing is? He gives you the faith to be born again. He gives you that faith. It's a gift. He gives you the faith to be born again so you can start this changing. So that you can be changed into the image of Jesus. And you know what happens? That spirit of Jesus goes in you and it grows. It gets more and more a hold of your soul, your body, your spirit, and you are changed into the image of Jesus. How are you born again? You pray. It says in Romans 10, it says, those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, shall be saved. We are being saved. You begin that journey of being saved. Changing, saving your body, changing your, saving your spirit, saving your soul. We, we call on the name of Jesus and we begin being saved. Call on that name with me. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.